Welcome back, everybody, all the kings, queens, and everything in betweens to another episode of the Peasant Party Podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Warren, coming to you live from Austin, Texas, and I'm super fired up to introduce two fantastic guests here today. Um, I actually, I'm going to let them take it away. Um, where do we start? We've got we've got drinking buddy in the house. Jacqueline, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll kick it off. So I'm Jacqueline Wilder, and this is my husband, Brian Wilder, and we are the co-founders of Drinking Buddy. Nice. Yeah, I can't add much much else than that for an intro. Yeah, Brian Wilder, co-founder of Drinking Buddy, and uh, we are super excited to be here. I'm super excited. How does it feel to be on a, what's technically a dating podcast? Is your first? This is our first <laughs> podcast appearance. So. You know what? It's somewhat fitting. Um, we run the business together, but we did meet here in Austin mm-hmm. um, almost three years ago. So, uh, and working together with your wife building a business, there's definitely going to be mm-hmm. some overlap between dating and oh, for sure. and running a business. So Totally. Partners yeah. and partners. Exactly. Partners yeah. and partners. And we're like the true Austin love story. We met on Hinge during the pandemic, had the walks around Town Lake. So I feel like it's very fitting. We've been through it all and kind of seen it. So I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, before we go into that, because I, I, I definitely want to go into your love story, can you tell us what is Drinking Buddy? And I, I'll hold up, I'll model some Drinking Buddy right here. We've got the, <laughs> the hats. What is Drinking Buddy? Yeah, perfect. So uh, yeah, Drinking Buddy is an all-natural supplement mm-hmm. that you take with your last drink. Mm-hmm. It's loaded with an enzyme called DHM. Mm-hmm. And what DHM does is it helps your body metabolize alcohol. Um, and... Helps your body metabolize alcohol. There's also properties in there that help, helps protect your liver while you're mm-hmm. drinking. Mm-hmm. So it's twofold. You get liver protection and repairs your liver from alcohol damage. Mm-hmm. Helps your body metabolize alcohol so that you can have a few drinks and be good to go the next morning. Nice. In short, it helps prevent the hangover. So we like to say it makes you feel about 50% better the next day when you take it before bed. Nice. So it's the hangover pill. Everybody's been looking for the hangover pills. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. It is the hangover pill. We do have to curb expectations because mm-hmm. Austin is a drinking town. Mm-hmm. Some people take <laughs> it to extreme levels. But um, yeah, exactly. It is a hangover pill that will get you going the next morning. Nice. Well, yeah, I love that. I've definitely had some like bed rot mornings after some nights out. Totally. And <laughs> it becomes more and more of that as I get older, too, which the, is the inspiration for why we made Drinking Buddy. N- nobody's getting any younger, and uh, the hangovers seem to get worse totally. somehow. So, you know? ex- oh, they, yeah, I, I could not agree more, um, which is why I, I'm, and I'm looking forward to trying these, but I feel like I'm just like drinking so much less now because it's just like so brutal. Like, the, the yeah. hangover, they're not just a one-day thing anymore. They're, they're yep. a multi-day en- endeavor, for lack of a better way to put it. How did you kind of have the, the inspiration to start Drinking Buddy? Like, was there a, a catalyst event type thing? or? Um, it was an accumulation of a few things. So I um, have always been interested in supplements, nootropics. Mm-hmm. I have my you know cocktail of pills that I take before going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, always for looking for something to give me a boost of energy, focus, increased memory, et cetera, et cetera. Have always been interested in supplements. Ten years ago, ten plus years ago, I stumbled across a hangover prevention drink. It was mm-hmm. in a uh, like eight ounce kind of a Red Bull format. Mm -hmm. Tried it, loved it. It worked. I felt better after a night of a few drinks. Um, And it had always been in the back of my mind that there's no true market leader Mm -hmm. in this space, especially when it comes to hangovers. Everybody has their own remedy, whether Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, slamming a Gatorade or their greasy cheeseburger the next morning. Everybody has their thing they go Mm -hmm. to. Um, But there's no true leader out there in the space. And so um, I think a combination of 
using some products in the past, finding some ingredients that have worked for me, and realizing that there's nothing, there's no, again, true, true leader out there. Um, it was an opportunity to create a product and the, the hangover product drinking buddy I saw as the answer. Nice. And I'll like chime in here, but this has always been like Brian's dream job to start this. And whenever we first got together, I feel like you were talking about this all the time and going on and on about like, what if we did this? And it kind of just hit a breaking point. It's like, either you need to stop talking about it or we need to go manufacture and make this product. So that kind of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> I was very much an idea person <laughs> until Jacqueline came along and was like, hey, are we going to do this or not? Like you've been talking about it a bunch, the resources that are around there. Let's let's make it happen. Nice. And and how was the experimentation of it? Like, what was? And I, I, I hope I'm asking the right question here. But yeah. was it was there ever an experience of trying to convince your friends to try this mysterious pill you put together? <laughs> like, kind of like a almost like semi Walter White feeling experience? Or yeah. Short answer is yes and no. Um, it was more of taking a look at some other products that are out there, mm-hmm. trying those, piecing together what are the main ingredients mm-hmm. that are like underlying the same ingredients in all of these different formulas that are that are out there, trying some different concoctions on a few different occasions, and doing a bunch of reading on mm-hmm. the different ingredients in the solution. So because of the way you go about making a product, you get one shot at it, mm-hmm. right? Like once you've done your research and you send your your ingredients into the manufacturer, they're going to send you a finished product. So mm-hmm. you can you can go about testing the product in a variety of different ways, but until you get the final bottle sent back to you, mm-hmm. that's the true test. And and luckily, we hit the nail on the head. We have a great a great formula. Totally. But to your point of like Walter White, kind of like pushing pills type scenario. When we first started, we needed to get the product out there. Mm-hmm. We'd only manufacture the bottle. Mm-hmm. This is before we had manufactured oh, single God. serves. Yeah. So <laughs> we were actually putting little pills into these like little clear baggies. And Brian ordered these stickers online that had some like really rough uh, one, two, three steps <laughs> on how it was going to work. And we went out to West 6th Street. The jankiest-looking packages, by the way. <laughs> with yeah, We had a backpack of these pills, oh, and goodness. we were handing them out to people at a bar. And I remember this one girl was like, you know what? I really like you, but I'm not going to take a pill from a stranger. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fair, valid. Yeah, totally so understandable. We've uh, had our moments when we first started like two years ago. We now have some more legitimate sampling that mm-hmm. come from the manufacturer, but... That definitely was uh, trying to get people to try. It was a little shady, I think, in the beginning. <laughs> I can imagine. That's, that sounds like a pretty funny story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, walking up to a random person at a bar like, hey, you want to try pills? these pills? Yeah, they're like, um. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Leave us alone. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so um, kind of as, as um, Drinking Buddy was taking off, like what were both of your roles in kind of, um, you know, launching the business? Um, you know, it sounds like, you know, we're Walter writing in the kitchen, but um, totally. how, what what kind of roles did you play in each of those steps? And, you know, who was kind of, who's who's the brains? Who's the chemist? Like, what does that yeah. look like? Yeah, so I would say I was more focused on kind of the operational side of things and mm-hmm. coming up with the concoction, coming up with the formula. And then... You can't just come up with a formula. You got to have packaging and mm-hmm. name and branding and all these things. And Jacqueline has a um, background in design, mm-hmm. and so that was her. I would say that was her forte. That was her focus in coming up with the the fonts, the coloring, the the bottle, how it's going to look, all these different things. So, I guess to break it down simply, I would kind of manage like the operational side, mm-hmm. finding manufacturers, discussing costs, et cetera. And Jacqueline was uh, hands deep in the design 
of, well, of everything. Great, like I, I love I love the font. It's very clean. It's easy to read. Like the the hats look great. The colors are good. Thank totally. you. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like a community project of sorts. Like a lot of our friends have come in and helped mm-hmm. out with like the designing of the label. Getting the logo was like a bunch of us kind of putting our heads together and figuring it out. And mm-hmm. even like last minute, we had the name Drinking Buddy as is. And my friend Kevin like popped a little handle on the U. So mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it definitely yeah. was like everyone kind of had a hand in it. Definitely been a lot of help along the way. Nice. Um, and if someone wants to find Drinking Buddy, where can they where can they find Drinking Buddy now? Because I, I feel like I've seen um, just you know being in Austin some like you know sponsorships at events or t- tabling, boothing, and stuff yep. like that. I've seen I've I've recognized the ads when I when y'all reached out to me. Um, but if someone, you know, near or far wants to get drinking buddy, what do they have to do? Yeah. So we are selling on s- online currently. We're mm-hmm. not in any retail locations. So we are sold on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, check us out at drinkingbuddy.com. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to follow us on the socials, uh, drinking buddy brand on nice. Instagram and TikTok. Nice. And do, do y'all have any, um, incentives, d- discounts, anything you want to call out? Um, yeah, I guess a handful of things. If you follow us, you'll get a direct message <laughs> from Jacqueline or me, you know, thanking you for the follow, and we'll send a little uh, code, good morning, good nice. morning for your first purchase uh, to get a discount off. We all also do have an affiliate program, mm-hmm. so people go to our website, they can find the affiliate program. Um, we're starting to see a lot more success with that, with with people who try the brand, they like the brand, and they want to promote it themselves, and so they're getting more involved in our affiliate program where uh, they will get their own unique promo code that they can push out to their social networks and uh, their customer gets a discount and then whoever's promoting the product gets a little bit of a kickback kickback too with that affiliate program. Nice. That's a, yeah, that, that's awesome. And I feel like those um, like for this type of product, like influencer marketing, like that kind of thing, like works really, really well. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's been a mix. The marketing has been a mix of a few mm-hmm. different things, but um, influencers are hot right now. They're, they're a great route to go. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else coming up? Like, are y'all going to be um, at any events coming up, tabling, anything like that that you're looking forward to? What's the event you sent me today? <laughs> uh, the SKU event? Yes. Yeah, the SKU CPG event. Wake Up? Yeah. CPG Wake Up. They host those. It seems like every other week they're hosting those. There's a host of different uh, CPG, consumer packaged goods mm-hmm. um, events in Austin. So we'll we'll have a booth there. And it's it's really kind of a it's a way to get the product down, but it's also more of a meeting of the minds with other entrepreneurs in Austin's who have CPG brands. Um, so that's those are the main areas where you can focus. Uh, see us um, randomly on a Tuesday night. You might see Jacqueline and me out at a bar, mm-hmm. handing out some legitimate samples now. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's so many opportunities in Austin. It's it's. Uh, it's been tough to kind of narrow our focus because you can get your hands in so many different areas that, um, yeah, it is, it has been a challenge to try and stay focused on what, what, what marketing lanes do we want to be staying in? Oh, hundred percent. And there's so much to do in Austin because so it's a big drinking city, I would say as well. So you're in the right place. I'd imagine. 100%. Yeah. And we have South by Southwest coming up. The Super Bowl is this coming weekend. Lots going on. Get you, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll be bringing this to the Super Bowl party. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I think that it really parlays into, well, I guess we're using some sports metaphors into kind of the next things I wanted to ask y'all. Um, 
partners and partners. Um, Y'all met here in Austin. I know there's a lot of people, like if you go on TikTok, you see dating in Austin and people just kind of, you know, groaning, rolling their eyes. And I think it's just because (laughs) there's so many people, there's so much going on that like people have a hard time kind of meeting people because there's so many options. Um, Totally. And y'all are a success story, like not just, you know, meeting in Austin, but, you know, meeting over the dating apps. Um, What, okay, start from the beginning on on what your kind of love story is and what that looked like. Do you want to kick it off or do you want me to? Why don't you kick it off? <laughs> so I moved to Austin in 2019. I ended up meeting Brian in 2020. But I'll say for like before meeting Brian, I feel like you have to go on a million dates before you find the right person. I remember like walking town lake with a girlfriend too. And at so many points you're like, this isn't going to happen. Like we're not going to find someone. And then I went on the first date with Brian. It kind of all changed after that. It kind of gives you hope, but... It does feel like it's not going to happen for so long until it does. <laughs> yeah, it's a definitely it's a numbers game. I think everybody knows that. I think one of the things we had going for us is that COVID was still kind of a thing when we were trying to when we it's were like height we of twenty twenty. Yeah, we met at the yeah uh, end of twenty twenty, <laughs> and the only place you're going to meet somebody. You're not meeting anybody at a bar. Mm-hmm. Like if you, you could go out, but people hung with. Mm-hmm. their group of friends that they went with. So you're not meeting people out at the bars. The dating apps were the only way to meet people. And, um, I mean, like Jacqueline said, luckily luckily we had a good first interaction. Um, we kept our drinks under control that first, <laughs> that first meet. And uh, the rest is history. But 2020 was awkward. It was when you were still dating people back then, you kind of had to ask, like, are you okay going out to mm-hmm. meet at a bar? Do we have to go on a walk? Like, can we get a drink? Like, what's your level of comfort? So we ended up meeting at a bar. We ended up sitting outside. It's Our, December, by the way. Yeah. It was like cold. 50 degrees outside. Yeah. I thought we were going to sit inside, so I didn't wear like the proper shoes. And I remember at the end of it, I think I like called it early, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm freezing. Like, I have to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I had liked him enough to see him again. Nice. Um, did you all do like a FaceTime date or anything before then? Or how, how, no. how long did you spend chatting before you said, let's do a date? Uh, it was all through the app. We uh, we, we exchanged because we exchanged numbers at some point, but we never we never had a conversation until I called you to change the bar location like ten minutes beforehand. But I like hated that when you're on the dating apps and people would try to get like two pen pally with mm-hmm. you, and you're like, are we gonna go out or not? So I I don't know. I was never really into like the FaceTime dates. It was so yeah. That's a good cringy. point. It was let's let's are chat we on the app. No. <laughs> Are we compatible? Cool. Let's let's meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And wait, where was the first date? Uh, the first date was at Bolden Acres. Oh, nice! South, I love that. Good on spot. South Lamar. Yeah. Great spot. Great yeah. spot. Um, mm-hmm. No, I lo- I love Bolden Acres. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome spot. Not long after that, that was like the big Texas freeze. Were you guys together totally. going on dates at <laughs> oh, that point? That's kind of wild. Helped, helped solidify the relationship even more. Yeah, I nice. was. It was Valentine's Day, and we were supposed to, like, do this whole thing and go out, and then the snowstorm kind of hit that day. So Brian ended up coming over. He had never seen any of the Harry Potter movies, which I thought was so weird, so we kind of started a I'd marathon. I'd seen two. I'd seen, like, two and a half of them. <laughs> yeah, which, I don't know. It's I feel like think. <laughs> we're in the Harry Potter era, though. That was, like, weird. So we our plan was to watch all the movies. He came over. Freeze ended up happening, and then Brian didn't leave my house for, like, seven days. Oh, yeah, because, like, you couldn't get anywhere. No. You were stuck. Yeah. Well, in my place, I mean, my power was going off. It was going on. Mm -hmm. No hot water. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, at some point, I grabbed a bag 
you know, nice. threw a bag together and went over to Jacqueline's and was there for, I don't know, a week. Whole week, yeah. Nice. From um, Harry Potter to seven days later. <laughs> nice. And when, like, when did you guys make it kind of official after that first meeting? Like, were, were you all officially together by that point? Um... When was the freeze? Was that before? It happened the night of the Super Bowl. I remember that. So, like, earlier that month. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was whenever the Super Bowl was in 2021. Mm-hmm. We went to a friend's house, watched the Super Bowl, and then, you know, when you hang out with somebody for a little bit and you, you're you both kind of feeling like... Where are you going? With where that? are we going? Are we going <laughs> to keep hanging out or are we going our separate ways? Because we're just... Mm-hmm. We're just buddies at this mm-hmm. point, right? Um, so, yeah, it was at that point where I was like, hey, you want to, like, you know, awkwardly <laughs> make this a thing? <laughs> Be official, exclusive, whatever you want to call it. I but, yeah, know. that was just like a month month or two after we had met. So Our timeline was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. It took you, like, three months to ask me to be your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Then it took him I another... I know where this is going. That's why I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. Then it took him, like, another six months after that to say I love you. But then it was only six months after that, and we were engaged. So Brian kind of staggered these <laughs> in a very weird way, but it all worked out. <laughs> I did, yeah. I did he- hold off on the I love you for... A long well, time. Uh, what I thought was an appropriate <laughs> amount of time, but apparently everybody has different expectations. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, then it moved fast after that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's no right or wrong order or answer. Like no. sometimes like certain steps like take longer than others for some people. Um, wait, wait, so, um, and not to zoom, to go back too far because we'll, we'll jump ahead. But um, when you guys matched on Hinge, um, was there anything that you remember about one another's profiles? Like was there a magic bullet prompt answer or a picture that really stood out or an interest that caught your eye? Uh, one another? Yeah, the pictures for me, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> Um, <laughs> why is that funny? Yeah. And then funny enough, the fact that she went to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I do know why I was just like, okay, good girl. I know mm-hmm. this is a good girl. She went to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I come from an Irish Catholic family, mm-hmm. you know, raised in that world. I would have loved to go, go to Notre Dame, did not have the grades. <laughs> um, but, um. Yeah, growing up in an Irish Catholic household, you watch the movie Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Notre Dame is like that, you know, the Catholic college to go to. Mm-hmm. And so I remember seeing that and being like, cool, I love this. Nice. That was one thing that stood out. I don't know why term good girl makes me cringe. <laughs> good. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. All right, overall with that. I'm trying to think your profile... I kind of remember you had terrible photos, mm, mm-hmm. probably because you didn't have many photos yourself. Yeah, but that should have been a good sign. Most yeah. men don't. Like, I feel like it's every every. I feel like every man's profile, from what I could remember, it was like they were rushing a frat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Because um, y'all y'all don't take pictures of yourselves. Like women, it's like your, your hair looks good. You're going to brunch. Like, right. take my picture. Exactly. Totally. And I'm gonna say that's a plus because if a guy's profile is too polished, mm-hmm. photos are done like. Mm-hmm. If it's too clean, mm-hmm. then it is questionable. Yeah. I will say that. It's kind of like, oh, how had this happen? Like, unless you're in some sort of field where, I don't know, realtors always seem to have good pictures for you. Uh, sure. Like, totally. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you remember, like, the first, um, like, message you all sent one another? Any, like, cringy openers or uh, oh fun like that or just pretty normal? You said something about me going to Notre Dame, making a comment about that. Did I? 
I honestly, that. I have zero recollection of the messaging back and forth. Yeah, but then I don't really remember much after that. <laughs> but we kind of went from like texting on the apps to meeting in person. Mm-hmm. Pretty quickly. Yeah, relatively quick. Yeah. I also remember we went out, and then you mentioned like your birthday was the next day. My birthday was going to be the next week. Or next week. Okay. Yeah. In my yeah. mind, it was like the next day. Yeah. And I do remember at the end of the first date, Jacqueline saying she's she doesn't like small talk mm-hmm. on text, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I totally understand because yep. when you're first starting to meet somebody, you have to uh, – you don't want to over-communicate, but you don't want to under-communicate. It's mm-hmm. like playing that game, which I hate. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. But um, – I just remember thinking, because we met before, we met before, like the week before Christmas, so Jacqueline was going to go home with uh, to see her, her family. Um, I was going to be going home to see my family in Dallas, and she was like, I don't like small talk, whatever, and I was like, okay, so every message I send her, text, it needs to be something more interesting than how is your day going, mm-hmm. but also not... Like boring, or do you have not? No, too involved. Like too involved. Like too too, too, familiar? too complicated. Oh, okay. Too complicated of a question because it is a text. Totally. So, yeah. I just didn't. I feel like some people you'd meet them, and the next thing you know, you're getting like good morning texts, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's freaking weird. <laughs> yeah, the good the good mornings are I feel like reserved for someone you're more like there there are yeah. people who get too familiar too quickly, or they try to throw like pet totally. names. Totally. It's like whoa. Totally. <laughs> Give you a nickname you didn't ask for. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no um, good mornings no. until, like, we're married, maybe. <laughs> and even then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, thank you. No, um, no, and, that, and that's, yeah, that's awesome. Like, I feel like um, you hear a lot of people, like, groaning about Hinge, and it's always cool to see, like, the success yeah. stories that come from it. Of course, y'all are, y'all are here married today. You're still together. You're married. Yeah. What is the proposal story? Like, you know, what, what's that, what did that look like? Was that here in Austin? It was here in Austin. So we were... We were living separately, obviously. Um, and then at a certain point, we, I think we both had the feeling, but maybe they had not talked about, you know, taking this to the next level of an engagement. Um, no, I'm sure we had. Like, I knew, I knew this was, Jacqueline was going to be the one for me. But for whatever reason in my mind, I didn't want to live together until we were engaged. Mm-hmm. And just because of the way leases were lining up and logistical crap, um, we ended up moving in together and maybe had, I was moving in. So it was like days. You had like a a two week overlap on your Mm -hmm. lease between your lease ending and then moving in with me. Right. And I remember he was like moving his stuff in so slow. Mm -hmm. The point where it was like kind of annoying. I'd go to help him move some stuff and he'd be like, no, I'm just going to take like one bag. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Can we I was, just uh, get it all in the car and over to my place? I was moving out over like a week, mm-hmm. two weeks time period. Um, but what I didn't know was you were waiting to propose to like move the rest of your stuff in. Um, sort of, yes. The, other, the, the main piece was getting the ring. Because mm-hmm. like the ring, it takes yes. forever to get the thing mm-hmm. made. And um, so once I had the ring... I had it for like five days, and then Jacqueline travels a little bit for work. No, I was getting— I, I know this the unrelated, yeah. but you do travel a little bit for work, but you had travel plans to be in court in Philly. And so if I didn't propose on the date that I did, she was going to be up in Philly in a stressful situation with 
court. Mm-hmm. And right. so, Just to clarify, I'm not a lawyer. I was getting sued for a fender bender. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So it was awful. Oh, that's awful. It was an annoying situation that. Um, what I was going to say is behind us, but it's not. It's not entirely. <laughs> um, so I, I was like, hey, to celebrate us moving in together, Jacqueline had also just gotten a, a new job. So I was like, let's go out to Uchi, celebrate us moving in together. You'd earn a new job, et cetera, et cetera. And Jacqueline was leaving the next day to go to court. And she texted me earlier in that day. She's like, I'm so stressed, so exhausted, need to pack, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, no, like we have to go on this date to Uchi. <laughs> I went over to her house to pick her up for the date, and... By the way, it's a Tuesday night. Nice. It's a Tuesday well, the, the night. Good happy hour at Uchi on Tuesdays. Yeah. They do, yes. Great great happy hour. Um, and the one thing I also wanted to do was surprise uh-huh. her with the with the proposal. So I thought, Tuesday night, mm-hmm. great. Um, she thinks we're going to dinner for celebrating her job and us moving in together. So I went over to her place... Um, knocked on the door, which I don't typically do. It's more mm-hmm. of like, hey, I'm here. And she's like, the door's unlocked. Come mm-hmm. come on in. And I'm kind of just like puttering mm-hmm. on the um, outside waiting for her to... He's like knocking on the door. I'm like yelling down, come in, it's unlocked. He's not coming in. <laughs> I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah. And then long story short, she comes downstairs. I give her this short little, you know, sweet talk of... So glad I met you, blah, 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 blah. I don't remember what I you're said. You're such a good girl. And then girl. I dropped. <laughs> you're such a good girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you went to Notre Dame. Uh, and then I dropped to a knee, and um, I don't know. I blacked out after that. I can imagine. And she said yes. So. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And um, how, and then a great dinner at Uchi afterward? The best Got dinner Got extremely at Uchi. drunk. <laughs> Did yes. not have drinking buddy back then. no. So I remember like the next morning being so hungover on the airplane, like I had to wake up even earlier because I hadn't packed yet, but it was so much fun. And honestly, the next weekend's almost an even better engagement story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> We had two engagements, uh, nice. t- two proposals. Rather. Uh, that makes uh, sense. So I went up to Philly. I'm having to like compare court. It's like the most stressful thing I've ever gone through. They're like interrogating you. All of a sudden you feel like this, you know, terrible person. You start doubting your whole life. And I remember calling Brian. I'm like, I need you to fly up to Philly. Like, this is, I was going to be there for two weeks too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow. normally they settle that didn't settle. Mm-hmm. So Brian ends up flying up that weekend on like a Friday. Uh, Progressive had to like put me in a hotel. So he like, we're staying downtown. And I'm like, well, Brian loves baseball. Why don't we make this fun? And we'll get tickets to a mm-hmm. Phillies game. So we go to a Phillies game. We tailgate. A bunch of my family comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and to back it up a little bit, obviously we were engaged, Mm -hmm. we're FaceTiming, calling all of our family, friends, telling them about how we got engaged. And like a couple days after um, the engagement, Jacqueline's up in Philly having a tough time and her uncle texts me and he was like, hey, crazy idea, but would you want to propose again at, mm-hmm. to Jacqueline at the Phillies game? Oh, nice. Baseball so I'm game. sure they give you like a really, it's like, it's like saying it's your birthday at a restaurant, I'm sure. Totally. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought about it for a minute and I was like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> we're doing this. Let's do it. Um, so we got tickets to the ball game. Her aunts, uncles, some cousins were out there. Uh, we had a, a, a small tailgate and her uncle had gotten this 
like black onyx crazy ring looking ring mm-hmm. from his neighbor uh-huh. just like a well, you know fake ring apparently uncle larry is running around his neighborhood frantically asking everybody if they can lend out their engagement ring for him to give to his niece's fiance to borrow to repropose obviously everyone's like not going to take their ring off their finger mm-hmm. oh totally so one of the neighbors lends him this like wild looking black onyx ring mm mm-hmm. So I have the ring in my back in my in my pocket. We go into the game, and I had gotten um, contact info from one of like the event coordinators mm-hmm. with the Phillies, and she's like, "Okay, like, you know, here's the seats you're sitting in. Into the fourth inning, you're going to see a camera person like come down a little bit in front of you all to like be filming, and then uh, you're going to see a sign mm-hmm. on the jumbotron, <laughs> and at that point, you're going to hear some music too." Stand up, do your mm-hmm. do your uh, <laughs> proposal. So I stand up, I grab Jacqueline's hand. She's the camera person comes up yeah. and is like right in our face. Nice. <laughs> and we'd gotten engaged yeah. three days ago. Yeah. So Jacqueline's like, what the hell is going on? Well, at first I thought, oh, Brian's like having them announce that we got engaged. They're uh-huh. playing like, here comes the bride. Oh. But the next thing you know, he's like on his knee. He's now like showing me this ring. <laughs> I was barely involved in the design of our engagement ring, and now here's this, like, wild-looking, like, black thing. I'm like, what is—what's going on? So then I started having a panic attack that we were, like, surprised getting married at the Phillies game. I'm like, what? So I I dropped to a knee, asked the question. Mm -hmm. She says yes. The crowd's going crazy. (laughs) Uh, They had had some, like— some staff there with uh, many champagne bottles oh, and like fun. throwing confetti on us and it was oh, fun it was a lot of fun nice yeah. nice yeah milk like it's like i said like like saying it's your birthday at a restaurant totally. yeah. sure they gave you something cool it's probably a good video to just have forever <laughs> it is yeah. it's a great nice. video nice yeah. um wait did you have your engagement ring on while while he your, your, i did oh nice i'm actually not wearing it right now <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, the whole thing was like pretty confusing for me until I kind of figured out it was more or less a joke. <laughs> but <laughs> it was super, super fun. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Um, no, that, that's that's awesome. That's a really sweet story. And then um, did, did y'all get married in Austin or did you? Uh, no, we ended up getting married in yeah. Mexico. Oh, kinda. nice. We went to the courts. Yeah, you have to we, do we that. We had a day. Two engagements, going, two weddings, nice. you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we had to do it big. No, we went to the courthouse and had a photographer, and it was so nice to just kind of have that that moment mm-hmm. with us. You know, the judge, Jacqueline, me, the photographer, and it was just a really, like, sweet, intimate moment to get married and then we went out, had a good time, did a little photo shoot. But then the big wedding was mm-hmm. in Mexico. Nice. What part? San Miguel. That's San Miguel okay. de Allende. It's in it's in the mountains. Nice. Um, Ooh. It's beautiful. That's yeah. gorgeous. Um, any family to or any family like ties or anything like that to the area or No, we had gone a, a friend of ours, a friend of Jacqueline's, um, who she used to work with, they got married in the same town. Mm-hmm. And so Six months into us dating, mm-hmm. uh, we were invited to the wedding. Oh, we went nice. down to San Miguel, and it's it's really, uh, I say it's like the city where we fell in love. Mm-hmm. You know, truly fell in love, and so yeah, it was super special for us to be able to go back there and, and get married. Nice, I love. Honestly, that. it was just like the most fun wedding we'd ever been to. Mm-hmm. 
I love that it was a destination. We're a little biased, but no, her, Colleen. What, oh, Colleen's Colleen wedding. The first wedding. one, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you like the city's so magical. It's like you're in like a Disneyland of swords. It's <laughs> like a world UNESCO heritage site. And they had like three days of parties. They had like a pool party with like a DJ where it was like super wild. And then the wedding and like there's so many different times like meet different people. So by the time you get to the wedding, even like you just felt like you knew everyone. Mm-hmm. And then at the wedding, they did this thing called like La Ora Loco, where every hour on the hour after like 10 p.m., like wild things came out to the dance floor, like either like costumes or hats to put on or like just different things. And it kind of kept the party like alive and it was so much fun. And I remember being like, damn, I would love to do something like that. Nice. Nice. Right? It was it was a blast. It was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. We we took a lot of their ideas and um I know. I was like, Colleen, I hope you don't care that we're like having your wedding part two two years <laughs> later, but it's kind of like full circle. By the time we got married in San Miguel, our friends who got married were like pregnant having their baby. So they kind of had like their baby moon in the place where they got married. So it was a weird, uh, perfect timing. Nice. Oh, I love yeah. that. Having two people here who are experienced daters with a success story and also um, know a thing or two about drinking. I've got a few dating and drinking related questions um, for our audience who does drink alcohol, um, answering all the questions related to drinking and dating. How many drinks do you think are appropriate on a first date? Um, Maybe looking back to your first date, what's too many? I guess how many drinks can you have before you're slurring your words? Like how many can you have and you're still like locked up if that makes sense it does make sense i think regardless oh. <laughs> um i think two is the the absolute limit mm-hmm. for say, a first date i'm gonna say three okay two and a half no i i was always a big fan of like the going on a walk mm-hmm. or the coffee date i feel mm-hmm. like if you can if you can get to know somebody and have a connection um you know, quote unquote, soberly without mm-hmm. that social lubrication, then you know it can go somewhere. Wait. Or, or if you have somebody who, who won't even agree to like the coffee date, mm-hmm. kind of seems like a red flag. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to a bar, I think two drinks on the first date that's that's a safe benchmark. Yeah. Wait, you're saying coffee and walk dates, but you asked me out for a drink on our first date. <laughs> what does that mean? I did. I did. I'm not <laughs> I, at this moment. I do not recall. The reason behind that. Do what that. I say, not what but, I did. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, that exactly. saying? Sometimes I, it just lines up with schedules too. Like yeah. Coffee, like morning dates are kind of tough if you're nine to five. Well, totally. and, and like in December, it's like, hey, you're going to want to go walk the trail. It's like, uh, well, it's 50 degrees outside. So no, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so if, if you do choose a bar, then um, what type of bars make the best first dates? Because obviously you don't want to go to some divey place where no one can talk. Um, like, what is your what do you guys think if you're going to have a bar first date? What, what kind of bars are the right bars? Like, I love Whistler's. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my favorites. I know it's like the basic B mm-hmm. Austin bar, but it's like not too loud. Cool cocktails can sit outside, have a conversation. I'm going to go with somewhere like that. Not too loud. Not too loud. Somewhere where you could get a nice cocktail. Um, you know, where the drinks are a little more elevated, for lack of a better term. But I also really like the sports bar, too, because it <laughs> creates a little bit more of a relaxed relaxed vibe. Um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, stay away from the divey yeah. loud bar. And um, 
Yeah, somewhere where you can somewhere where you can have a conversation and get yes. to know the person. Yes. Are you yeah. al- oh uh, uh, another fun one? Are you allowed to judge someone for their drink order? Definitely. Yes, one hundred percent. What what drink orders do you did you guys judge? No ordering seltzers at a bar. Really? Sorry, I, I, for I, me, I think that's weird. Like, get a cocktail or get a beer. Yeah. Yeah. No, getting a beer is always a safe safe bet for a guy. Any sort of whiskey drink. If it's too uh, frou-frou, for lack of a better term, uh, for the guy, that might be a little... Are you dating men, Brian? I'm, I'm saying I would never do that. Oh, okay. Um, the beer is always a good, safe safe move. I agree. Is it, um, is it okay if to order like a light beer, like a, just your typical American beer, Bud Light, Miller Light, anything like that? Or do you have to do something local and adventurous? 100%. Lone Star. I think I had a couple Lone Stars nice. well, on our first date. I'm not judging you if you have like a domestic beer, but if I like went out with a guy and you ordered like a Mitchell, Michelob Light or something like that or oh, yeah. Ultra, I'm like, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That's a golf beer. That's for the golf Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Michelob Ultra, that has a time and place. But yeah, your, your standard domestics, mm-hmm. Bud, Miller, Coors. Um, My go-to is always ranch water. Can't go wrong with ranch that. Ranch water, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, always a safe bet. Always a safe bet. I agree with that. Um, is it a cheap move to go on your first date during happy hour? Intentionally saying, hey, let's go for happy hour instead of another time? Or do you, are you supposed to go outside happy hour? Or you- I think if you're calling that out, yeah, I could see how that could be a little cheap move. Mm-hmm. If it just so happens to be happy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's a scenario. You're at happy hour. If the time runs out and they're still ordering drinks, like you got to mm-hmm. roll with it. Yeah. Anyone's like being weird or such with time limit. <laughs> hey, happy hour's <laughs> over. We got to get going. <laughs> My big thing with dates is if a guy doesn't pay, like immediately a no. Mm-hmm. We're not going out again for like the first couple dates. That would, to me was always like a red flag. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. I agree. I'm curious what other people think about that. Uh, who it's so, it's who so, pays? It's a, it's a it's debate. It's such a who debate. Pays? And I, I feel like it's become more of a debate now just because of like TikTok and people just getting oh, real really? riled up. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Cause I feel like I growing up and I don't know if it's, you know, people, my audience, everyone's getting older where it's kind of like people are going, what's the point. Um, but I remember when I was younger, early twenties and dating, it, it was never, I never had an experience of like, oh shoot, like they want me to to, to split the date. Um, yeah. And then now I feel like I hear more discourse or like, um, you know, female friends saying like, you know, I just, I throw my card in and say like, I want to pay half. So there's no expectations. Um, and it's, it's just, it's interesting. Like, um, that there's, there's sort of like this discourse around it now. Um, yes. I always I always had people pay. I never went on any extravagant first dates where I think no, it would feel yeah. like too much of a, a loss if it went nowhere. But um, yeah. I think the ideal situation is the woman offers, mm-hmm. could make an offer or no. make some sort Make some sort of Let gesture. Tell you what my the purse no, no, pump no, no, no. fake just, move I'm is just, what I've called that. Yeah, exactly. Like, And if the guy takes you up on it, it eh, should not happen. Yeah. But um, wait, you from my perspective, like my move. from my perspective, I think, I think it's like, okay, hey, like, don't worry about it. I got this first one. I asked you out on the date. I'm covering this. If the woman, you're makes, not saying that out loud though. That's like if going the woman makes head. a half-hearted, it, half-hearted. Uh, oh, do you want me to? And she's fumbling around in her purse, like waiting for you to stop her. Um, I think that's. That's a nice like medium mm-hmm. round making the offer, but then saying no, 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 thank you, but I got it. The way I handled it, I think this is the best way to handle it. 
if you have the perspective of if you're gonna have, if they're gonna ask you to pay, you're not going out with them again anyway. When the check comes, you just say thank you. Don't even pretend like you're gonna pay. And then what are they gonna do? Ask you to pay after you just thanked them? No. I think it would send a strong message yeah. if, if they did. Because um, I, I do think like, like there's some... Thanks. <laughs> it's a weird song and dance, too, because sometimes yeah. like, the guy will accept it because he's just like, oh, shoot, she she wants to or she's not having fun. It's, it's such a it's such a strange song and thing. dance. Like It's one of those like social it is. awkwardness But when things. he grabs... He has to like grab the check first, uh-huh. and then you're just like, hey, thank you. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Just send it at that. Like, don't pretend to like pay unless you... Want to, but I feel no, like no, no. I, I want to. I feel like if I paid, I wouldn't want to go out with you again. This is the problem, though. Dating is such a game. It's it's so interesting too, and there's little like weird nuancey things, and so many little like social things yeah. that can get missed. Like, is someone being polite? Are they having fun? Like, you know, some people are just more animated than others. Some people, it's it's so it's so interesting. Like the little social things, yeah, and things people probably couldn't even articulate, even if they were being a hundred percent honest about their feelings. Like, totally, it's so. Interesting, just something I've learned kind of doing all this. Yes, agreed. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, are, do you feel like you have a connection? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's being reciprocated? And then going from there. But yeah, I I think one of the things, one of the reasons why we were able to click is that we, I didn't feel like either one of us were playing games. No games. Did you, did you feel that way? No. I felt like I was pretty upfront, honest, without being like... I mean, you took forever Too to ask open. me out. I remember being like, what the hell? But other than that, no. Okay. Nice. Well. Um, changing locations if you go to a bar. You having a good time? First date? You're, yes. You Say you have, you're having a good time. Bars next to a lot of other bars, as a lot of bars are. Um, yeah. You know, is it... Um, is it too much too fast to go to the next spot or is it a good move to say, hey, what's across the street? If you're hitting it off, 100%. I feel like why... I don't know. That kind of like sets you up. Why break it off early? Things to if, escalate. I'm like, break it up early. Call it mm-hmm. up. It's a good thing. Reconvene if it really was. Mm-hmm. I get that. The marathon. But, but if you were if you were at the first if first place for like 30, I don't know, Why 40, you 45, oh, half 45 minutes. You had to leave early. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when the happy hour ends, you go to the next place with the happy hour. Um, yeah, no, I think if you're like, if you're there for like two hours and then you want to go somewhere else, it's like, all right, just call it. Uh, you had a good time, meet up again. But uh, no, I don't see any issue going going to another place. Nice. Um, yeah, some people recommend changing locations. Others say, like, that's the marathon first date. You don't want to do that. Um, so it's, I feel like people are divided on that one. I feel like as it well. also, it's like, what's your stance on like hooking up on the first date? If that's one of those situations not that probably. For me. Yeah. yeah. Once you're already you're comfortable walking to one place, you might be comfortable totally. walking somewhere else. Totally. So, um, yeah, and I think that's why some people are opposed to it. Um, what is a game plan if you go on a date and you drink a few too many <laughs> and maybe you worry you embarrass yourself? What happens the next day? How do you recover from it? Uh, <laughs> not just with drinking buddy, not just taking no, your drinking no buddy. Recovery. But- no, no, no. But yeah, you say something mm-hmm. maybe over the line or a little too friendly. Um, has that ever happened to you? Not on a first date, no. I've never had that situation, but I'm trying to imagine being in that situation, and I feel like you blew it mm-hmm. to an extent, and you kind of just have to cut your losses. Yeah. You have to cut your I losses. Mean, if 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 I the agree. person drinking too much, and it, it seems like it's they weren't able to control. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I have my two-drink rule. Mm-hmm. If 
they weren't able to control it on that first round, then it's probably like, mm-hmm. all right, we're we're probably on different wavelengths. Yeah. But you know, you might have two party animals that are getting together, and it's like, hey, if that works for you, yeah, go for I it. I Think what ends up happening. Like whenever I think about a hangover, physical hangover, it's fine. You can take stuff to like help you out. The moral hangover is a really long, big thing to, and we yeah. can't help you with that. Can't, yeah, drink, <laughs> can't do everything. So if you get too drunk on your first date, your moral hangover, I think, is going to eat you alive inside. And I don't know if you'll ever be able to bounce back from that. Like you can send, mm-hmm. you know, if someone like doesn't have it and they're like next morning, like, LOL, sorry, night got away from me. Maybe you can come back, but. People get in their head too much, and I don't know. Yeah, uh, and obviously, too many drinks is is something that exists on a spectrum. Yeah. There's you know someone who is self conscious because they giggled a little too loud, and then there's somebody totally. who you know bumped into a waiter and spilled yeah. a bunch of drinks, and then exactly. told someone to go f themselves. <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's a scale, um, yes. but um, kind of of the options, do you a um, you you drink too many drink too many? You like the other person, you would like to see them again. Do you a act like it didn't happen? No. Do you b laugh it off, or do you c apologize profusely in a way that's thoughtful or D something else. B, I'm like writing back, LOL, sorry about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, give me another shot. Where my mind goes is like, oh my gosh, had a great time, might have taken it over the limit a little bit, but mm-hmm. had so much fun, would love to do it again. Nice. And then the ball is in their court. Yep. And then, yeah, they might, you know, drinking buddy can't save you there. Drinking but, buddy cannot save you there. But they will save your hangovers. Yeah. Um, no, um, and then I'm trying to think what were my other um, questions. I'm going through all the, the drinking-related questions. Um, yeah, um, do you, how, how, what are your feelings on you see someone attractive, you're not on a date, um, you see yeah. someone attractive from across the bar, you're at the bar with your friends, do you offer to buy people drinks? Like, do you recommend that? Um, you know, hey, can I buy you a drink? Or at what point would you? Um you mean like when you're single, trying to yep, like you're pick single, somebody trying up? To, yeah, single, trying to meet somebody. You see they're attractive. You'd like to start a conversation with them. Do you lead with any in any way, hey, can I buy you a drink? Or does that come into the conversation at all? Um, or I guess, you know. If I feel like this is directed more towards me unless you've or played, played this move. For or saying buy me a drink. You, yeah. But you go first. Um, yes, I've, I've done that move in the past. Mm-hmm. And... The one time I'm thinking of, the girl politely said, thank you, but no thank you. Mm -hmm. And then I had to walk away Mm -hmm. with tail between my legs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So before I met Brian, I used to travel like internationally for work. Mm -hmm. We were in Germany for this like trade show. We're staying at this like swanky hotel that had like a nightclub on the top. So I'm there with all my coworkers and there was like this cute, blonde German guy like across the bar but it was packed Mm -hmm. and I kid you not I like did this like fake lasso like kind of as a joke but then he like caught he caught it like a fish (laughs) and I like lassoed him over but then by the time he got over to me like I realized he was like 21 years old like Uh. 10 years younger than me extremely good looking and didn't speak any English and I just like panicked (laughs) and all my coworkers were like are you gonna talk to him like like, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this from here. So step one, you accomplished. Step one accomplished, but then you, we really didn't yeah. think past reeling them in. It was like early on in my job, too. It was within like the first six months of working there. So from there, like every time we're traveling, my coworkers are like, are you going to do anything weird tonight? I'm like, well, it didn't really work out the first time, but... 
I feel like, yeah. yeah and I, I feel like so much in dating people like throw out these like big fun Hail Marys with yeah. no plan at all. And, and then, then it's it, like, they take the bait. You're like, oh no, now what? Yeah. Like, I never thought it was going to work, right? Yeah. Like I'm like, this cute guy is actually going to like pretend to be a fish and like walk over to me. No way. No <laughs> oh way. Oh my gosh. That's so silly. And then you, and then y'all had like a, a good, like love. Yeah. Like good love story kind of. Yeah. It seems like it all worked out in the end. Oh, I caught the best fish of all. Best fish. Aww. And you got your good girl. <laughs> I got my good girl. Yeah, <laughs> so. fighting Irish. Yeah, <laughs> love, I love that. that. That must be a fun. That must be a fun team to to support. I oh, feel like it's the best. Yeah, I mean, I'm biased. I mean, we weren't the best this year, but we <laughs> in the last couple years. But such a fun place to go back, tailgate, mm-hmm. have a couple drinks, go into the stadium. My brother actually got married there too last year and they had the reception in the stadium. Oh, wow. That's so cool. And the after party was in the concourse, like where you normally get snacks. They were like serving drinks out of there. Mm-hmm. So we partied till like late there. I remember my feet were like all like black because obviously I wasn't wearing my shoes, but it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great party. Nice. No, that then yeah, that, that's that's awesome. I feel like, yeah, a good sports team to, to root for together is always a fun thing to have. Yeah, like where can we find? Where can we find? I know we've talked about where we can find drinking buddy. Yeah. Um, where? What kind of like parting words can you leave us with as far as you know finding drinking buddy, which can help your hangovers physically, not necessarily the moral hangovers, <laughs> but you know maybe we'll figure something out for that. Um, but um, yeah, where can we find drinking buddy? Um, anything else you want to call out on the way out? Yeah, no, I guess one more one more point to call out on drinking buddy. Like we mentioned before, Jacqueline had mentioned. It does help you feel about 50% the next day. For me, when I drink, Mm -hmm. it'll take like four to five drinks off of Mm -hmm. what I had the night before. So I think one of the the challenges in in promoting a product like this is people have all these different ideas of like – of. what the product is going to do for them. Mm-hmm. It's not a silver bullet. Mm-hmm. You need to um, understand that this is for a person who is interested in their health, who mm-hmm. still likes to go out and have a good good time, have a few drinks, but wants to make their yoga class in the morning or go mm-hmm. for that early, early morning run or has that 8 a.m., 9 a.m. meetings that they need to be on their A-game for. So, um, yes, this will help you with that. If you're going out and having 10 plus drinks, mm-hmm. this will help, but you're still going to be feeling some effects mm-hmm. the next morning. Yeah. 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 No. And I, I and yeah, I, I can imagine, but yeah, I think this sounds like super helpful. Like, especially if you're like a traveling salesperson, like you're always doing the whining and dining and you, you got the be... happy hours, the happy hours are going to come oh my up gosh, yeah. and, uh, usually mm, I say knock on wood. I've had, I've been to some interesting happy hours for work, but mm-hmm. Typically, people think keep things in check, mm-hmm. and then you do have an early morning, so you uh-huh. take this, and and you're good to go. Yeah, and it's a nice compact package, fits nicely in a luggage, super light. Um, I love it. I'm excited to probably Super Bowl weekend. I'll, I'll be using my drinking buddy or Valentine's weekend. 100%. Oh, one or the other. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're going out on first dates, second dates, no matter how many cocktails, like one or plus, plus, plus. Take it before bed. It makes you feel better the next day, and... Yeah, I think the hardest thing about it is just remembering to take it. So I keep it on my nightstand and find us on Amazon or drinkingbuddy.com.
Nice. Yeah. Everyone, find get yeah, get drinking buddy. It's been great having you as my drinking buddies were yeah. with deaths. But I can't <laughs> thank you guys enough for coming on today. It's always great to talk to, you know, um, couples and hear their love story. Um, yeah, this has been like great. Partners and partners. And um, hopefully this is your first of many. Uh, yeah. Kind of going it. forward. We'd love to come back. Yeah. Uh, anytime. And appreciate having you here. And I'll over and out for everybody. Everyone, it's been good chatting. We'll see you next time. <laughs>